Oh my God. Oh my God. If I can get my voice high enough like Joey Styles from ECW used to do, I'd probably do it like, Oh my God! The AEW pre-sale ticket pool party tonight was epic. Once again, folks, my name is Lee Bentz, and welcome to the AEW Insider. This is the February 8th edition, 2019, and we got some major, major AEW news tonight. Finally, baby. All right, the pool party kicked off with MJF. He came out on a pre-show, and he was sitting there messing with the host and the co-host. He started busting on Conrad again. Conrad's pushing about 400 pounds, literally, but he's a real, real nice guy. Every time MJF comes and sees him, he always does a bunch of fat jokes. So he ripped in the shreds with a bunch of fat jokes. He kept dissing them. Conrad held his composure. It was pretty good. Uh, MJF is amazing. He's only 23 or 24 years old. The dude is amazing. Amazing on the mic, and he's an awesome heel. Tonight, you could tell he was hesitating, though. He wasn't stuttering or anything like that, but he was definitely thinking over his lines before them just flowing out like they usually do. But it was still a good shoot, a good promo, and he did tear Conrad up. So poor Conrad. You'll be all right, though. You're in on the joke. After MJ, excuse me, F left, Sonny Kiss came out. If you don't know Sonny Kiss, he's a light-skinned mulatto guy, but he is full-blown gay. That's his character anyway. Nothing against gays, of course. You don't know if he's gay in real life or he's just playing it, but as soon as he steps to the microphone and he opens up his mouth, he's got to be gay, which is totally fine, like I said. But he can back it up in the ring. you got to see that guy fight. If you haven't seen Sonny Kiss fight, I've seen him in New York past, uh, this past August. That guy's awesome. And he didn't say he's signed with AEW, but he said he will be fighting at double or nothing. And while he's shaking his ass, he's going to be kicking some ass. So definitely check out Sonny Kiss. After that, Cody Rhodes took the stage and talked about their partnership with OWE in China again, and announced that they are with also doing a partnership with AAA in Mexico. AAA is a huge, huge wrestling organization. With these guys working with other organizations, AEW is going to be the show to watch. You're going to see be able to see your favorite wrestlers from all over the world, all over different organizations, wrestling for them. That's where WWE is going to fail. Like they said, AEW does not want to beat them. They want to give an alternative. But by WWE not being willing to work with people, it might be their downfall. I mean, they've done it here and there in the past. The Voyager 1 was with ECW when they did the one-night onlys. And I only remember like two of those, but they were great. But they're so greedy. When you leave, they want to keep your name. They want to keep your gimmick. Only big stars get their keep theirs, like Stone Cold and The Rock. And I heard The Rock actually had to pay for his when he left. But I'm telling you, everybody's going to be watching AEW. You turn into WWE, it's just going to be the same old people that's on their roster. There's really not going to be any surprises. You want to see a bunch of people from other wrestling promotions and some of your favorites, you're going to watch AEW because you're never going to know who pops up. So Vince, definitely write off and go handle XFL and let Hunter take over so WWE can survive, thrive, and get a change that the fans want. Uh, excuse me, Cody, after he announced that, he called out their cruiserweight heavyweight champion. His name was Sammy Guevara. Guevara took the stage with his belt. He talked in our right game. He said, you got to see him in action if you haven't. Check him out, and he's going to be at double or nothing. Pretty much the whole time, the crowd heckled him. No, I felt bad for the dude. Uh, they finally announced that they have a website. It is www.alleliterestling.com. Everybody was told to go there and get their code. Everybody in the audience, every 
everything, what I'm saying. So they say, go to the website. Uh, the deal is, is that you have from now to whenever to get your pre-sale code. It'll be mailed to you Monday morning, and then only you guys with the code can buy tickets Monday at noon, days before the general public can. So myself and everybody else went to the website, and guess what? It crashed. I at least tried 20 times to get on a website, and it just crashed. You guys had the cons behind you. You better hire a better IT team and all that. And you know the, the, excuse me, the flow of traffic and all that to the website was going to be huge. You need some better IT. You need some servers or something. How do you even announce that, and it's not ready, and it actually crashed? But anyway, they said you got till Sunday to actually go on the website, get your code so you can get those tickets before anybody else. And you need to run, don't walk, because this is going to be a huge event, one of the biggest in a lifetime. So it's double or nothing, baby. After that, Hangman Page took the stage and was talking about how he wanted to come out in his full gear. <clears throat> if you're not following the full gear joke, definitely check out the latest episode of Being the Elite, which I will talk about a little bit later. Uh, he said that Pac wasn't going to show up. What do you know? Like clockwork, Pac appeared on the screen. I love Pac, a.k.a. Neville, being a heel. He does it so good. He said that Hangman is scared. He's going to destroy him at double or nothing. He even cursed. I hope AEW curses like New Japan does, because that's what makes New Japan awesome. I love when New Japan curses. So uh, what you call it? He had some great lines. He told uh, Hangman to bring his boots. He said he's going to make him run off into the, uh, right off into the sunset, and he would see that cowboy in Vegas. Then Hangman had a zinger, too. He said Pac's doing what he does best, sitting home. And if you don't know that, Pac used to wrestle for WWE. His name was Neville. He was fed up what they did with his character, blah, 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 what have you. WWE would not let him out of his contract, so he literally had to sit home for an entire year, couldn't wrestle for anybody else, and collected the money. So that was a good zinger. So at Double or Nothing, it will be the Bastard Pac versus Hangman Page. Nice. Then the Young Bucks took the stage. You could see that Matt's eyes were watering. It was freezing there. Even though it's in Las Vegas, it's this time of year. These guys picked a pool party there right by water, so everybody was freezing their nuts off. They said that they are called the best tag team, the Young Bucks. And they said it's lonely at the top, though. And after that, they did announce the best friends, which I said last week that the best friends would sign. They told New Japan that they would sign with them, but just by a handshake, AEW came knocking and they left. So if you don't know the best friends, it is, does consist of real-life best friends, Chucky e. T., who is absolutely hilarious and has proved tremendously in the ring, and Trent Beretta. Trent Beretta years ago used to work, wrestle for the WWE. Him and his partner were like video game, 90 cool guys, blah, blah, blah. Trent Beretta's been awesome and amazing in New Japan. They were both dressed in jean outfits, like jean vest and jean uh, jeans. <laughs> they looked like Scott Hall when he invaded the end, uh, when he was the NWO and he invaded WCW. So it's really, really cool that best friends are on the roster. When they left the stage, it was a surprise appearance by, oh my God, Pentagon and Phoenix again. They came out, they took out the Young Bucks. One of them took out Nick Jackson. Pentagon grabbed Matt, and he literally gave him his finishing move right on top of his head, right on the stage. It was effing insane. Uh, Phoenix grabbed the mic and said, you call us number two tag team? We are number one. AEW, get ready. And then after that, they had the chief branding officer, a.k.a. the chief brandy officer, Brandy Rhodes, come out. She said that she would, She told us she'd bring more women to the roster. First, she announced two Japanese women who will be at Double or Nothing. The first was, excuse me, Yuka Zakazai and Azawa Kone. 
then uh, what you call it, they weren't able to be there. Google their names, watch it again. I butchered it. Hey, man, it's the first time I heard it. I'm, I'm going to check out their video when I'm done. But they were in Japan, or where were they, and they couldn't get over it. So she was sad about that. Then she brought out Kylie Ray. Kylie Smiley, or Smiley Kylie Ray. The crowd loved her dress. It was very, very short. And she didn't know how cold it would be. That's why she had a jacket on. The crowd went nuts, and they chanted, Holy S! Because they made her take her jacket off, and they really like what she see. She said that self-esteem is going to stay with her the whole week. So they made her feel really good, and she looked really sexy. Then a brandy announced Nyla Rose. That chick's a big chick. She looked like a beast. And of course, she was playing the heel. She got all in Kylie's face trying to bully her, which was not cool. They broke them up, and then they announced SCU, Southern Cal Baby, which consists of Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. The crowd was sitting there chanting Fallen Angels. They went nuts for SD, SCU. And they also had new shirts on. I like him. Uh, and like I said, they were chanting Fallen Angel, chanting SCU. Uh, they did their whole, this is the worst town that I've ever been in gimmick, which I also love until there's everybody else. And they announced that there will be an official after party after Double or Nothing. And it's called SCU All Night. And of course, it's going to be hosted by SCU, baby. Uh, they also showed a promo for OWE, the Chinese wrestling. And they brought the vice president out, the CEO out, and also Shima out. So they did their little spiel. They showed a cell phone screen after that on the, on the big screen, and it had a counter of 10 seconds. Like a, And then they also showed a video game silhouette. It said a new foe has appeared, and it was definitely Kenny Omega's silhouette with his finger doing a gun. I was like, holy F, yo. I've been telling you guys forever that Kenny Omega is signing with AEW. You people were nuts for thinking he was going to the Royal Rumble, staying with New Japan. He wasn't breaking up the band. He's keeping the boys together. And he's going to be all elite. After that, boom. Music hit. The executive vice president is his title of all elite wrestling. And it was no other than Kenny Omega. The hottest free, I'm getting goosebumps right now. The hottest free agent right there, but he's not a free agent anymore. He's with AEW. He apologized on making this way for him to announce it. He said there's a bunch of legalities and all that. He literally just signed his contract this morning. It's hard to explain, he said, what they meant by changing a world. You can't put it into words. But now that he's a part of AEW and so are the Bucks and everybody else, they're going to show us what changing the world means. Then Jericho's music hit. And they just showed the stage and nobody came out. About after maybe a solid minute, a minute plus, Jericho came out. And he came out in his gear a little bit, kind of like New Japan, but a little bit different. Yo, it was the GOAT, baby, Chris Jericho. Jericho attacked Omega right on the stage. They started fighting each other, and security took Jericho away. He was screaming, and lost Vegas, we're going to change the universe. Beep, the B word. Kenny then put Jericho's hat on. The crowd was saying how awesome he looked. They said, you look awesome, or you look handsome, something like that. And then Kenny Omega said he's been waiting two months to say his favorite line. He went to grab the microphone off the pedestal, but it wasn't a removable mic. So then they gave him a, excuse me, a wireless one. And the crowd is idiots, of course. They were training you effed up. But like a true pro, Kenny Omega worked through it. And he said his famous lines, his goodbye and good night. Bang! And that was it for the press conference. I mean, it was amazing.
Good, good time. Those guys always put on an awesome press conference. They saved about $50,000 this time because they didn't have all that pyro. <laughs> so it was great. I'm telling you, man, AEW is just going to be amazing. Amazing with all this talent they have and all that. Everybody's going to be watching. Once they get their TV deal, it's going to be full throttle. They've got the Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. The Young Bucks. Cody Rhodes. Chris Jericho. SCU. And next week, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get the whole list of the current roster right now. I've just been waiting for Kenny Omega to sign. Um, I got a lot more news too, but we do have bills to pay. So I will be back with some more AEW news, what happened on Being the Elite this week, plus the second episode of Road to Double or Nothing, plus some other AEW rumors and gossip. And then we'll touch about a little WWE and a couple other topics. So don't leave people. I shall be back, peeps. Now, a word from our sponsor. All right, people, we're back. Thank you for joining me. We got a new sponsor, too, if you didn't notice. We do blacktux.com. I'd like to thank blacktux.com for thinking your brother's good enough to help you come sponsor our show. And, of course, we're sponsored by Anchor Podcasting. All right, we'll get back to some AEW news. On Monday, the Bucks released a new episode of Being the Elite, episode 137. It was effing hilarious, as always. Cody Rhodes killed it this episode, not saying he usually doesn't, but he's so funny playing his executive role at AEW, he had me rolling. He sends messages to a third party to Hangman Page, while Hangman Page is sitting right across the table, but he's having ex-WWE wrestler Billy Gunn tell him messages and Christopher Daniels, and it's hilarious. He's telling, and he's telling Hangman Page that he does not have the body to be walking around in his full gear. Full gear means his full wrestling gear, and they have Hangman Page walking around with it 24-7, and Cody's got a problem with it because he says he doesn't have the body for it, which is a joke because he's a wrestler. Of course, he's in tremendous physical shape. He told, he told him to a third party, even though he was sitting right there, that if he kept doing it, that he would be fired. Then Flip made a cameo. Flip is awesome. He's an amazing wrestler. He tried to warn Cody about his new protege, MJF, and he almost ended up in a fist fight. Cody almost killed him for dare talking about his little protege. Hangman and Cody made a cameo at North, Northeast Wrestling this weekend. The crowd loves Cody Rhodes. First Hangman came out, they started chanting being the elite. Cody's music hit, and boom, the crowd goes wild. And you can tell how much he feeds off them, and they love him. And I love Cody, too. He's the man. Uh, they did a bonus scene at the end of the episode with my dog, Kenny Omega. I already listened to the first part. I had to do the pre-conference first, I mean, a press conference first, a pre-ticket sale, because it's breaking news. But at the end, they also did the whole thing with another, uh, excuse me, another bonus episode with Kenny Omega. He was talking to Nick Jackson on the phone about being a free agent and who he should sign with, saying, acting like he wasn't going to sign with AEW. But you know the whole time he was going to sign with AEW. A day later, they released episode two of Road to Double or Nothing, where they're doing a documentary going to their pay-per-view Double or Nothing. In an opener, it showed them signing no other than wrestler Jimmy Havoc, which is awesome, because I'm all about horror, blood, what have you, and that's what Jimmy Havoc's all about. The promo they showed for Jimmy Havoc was, uh, it was epic. It was so good. Jimmy Havoc on Twitter said his guy, Y2 Jim Bob, does all his videos. So definitely check out Y2 Jim Bob on Twitter, Facebook, what have you. If you need videos done and you got money professionally, he's the man. The guy is good. I am super stoked to see what Havoc does in AEW. They did a, also did a nice backstory on Hangman Page about his journey about being a wrestler, how he used to be a teacher. 
At the end, a mystery person called Cody, and he said he did not want to handle it. They were saying, somebody keeps calling you. They said, you want to handle it? They said, nah, nah. Then he said, you know what? I will handle it. And then they mentioned, you still don't have an opponent for double or nothing. So you know who's ever trying to get in touch with him on the phone, whatever it could be? That's who he's going to wind up fighting in double or nothing, because it still was not announced who he was going to fight. We wonder who it could be. Now, there are rumors going around. Uh, excuse me, that AEW was going to release their championship belt. I was hoping they were going to do it at the press conference, but they didn't, probably because they didn't want to overshadow Omega. So they're probably going to do it at double or, or nothing, or hopefully earlier than that. Uh, the belt's going to be awesome. You already know the World Heavyweight title is going to be the bomb. Uh, another big rumor is, is that they made a huge offer, and with a lot, a lot of money and perks attached to it, to WWE's The Viper, Randy Orton. And there are also talks that they're trying to sign Finn Balor. Shots fired, WWE. You better watch your back. Now, Orton has been a staple of WWE from the start. People think that he would never leave. Uh, they also thought that Abyss would never leave Impact Wrestling or Hogan leave WWE, but it can and does happen. Orton is on his second wellness policy violation. That's their drug policy. Once you get busted three times, you're out of there. And like I said, one more, he is out. And also his wife was very, very vocal, like last year on Twitter, when he was not included on Raw's 25th anniversary show because he was a SmackDown star at the time. Who knows how he feels or if he's bored with his character or direction. He could definitely leap. Collect a boatload of money to write off the end of his career. And now I know Finn Balor himself is fed up. He's one of the most over WWE stars that they have. And in New Japan, he was the first leader of the Billa Club. And he is amazing. His name was Prince Debit. They chased him and Gallows and Anderson and AJ Styles. Got them to sign with WWE. Made him a bunch of promises. And the only one they followed through with and made a huge star and show on TV is AJ. Vince does not believe in Balor. He had the balls to say he was not over. If you watch Finn Balor come out, especially when he did the Demon, he doesn't even need that. He is so over with the crowd it's not even funny i've seen it myself many times but especially at SummerSlam when he became a first universal champion there's nobody more over than balor besides the man becky lynch and you know a couple others so i know jump balor's gonna jump shit to aew or back home to new japan when his contract's up also something very interesting is that aj styles did not sign his wwe contract i repeat he did not sign it yet even though they treat him like gold offering and they're offering him a ton of money but it is his final run he said in the past and he wants a lighter schedule and i don't think he'll jump ship but you'll never know because aew is definitely going to offer him the money and definitely offer him the lightest schedule now, on this in WWE news, the Super Bowl halftime match was off the chain. If you dared watch Maroon 5 over that, you must be heavily doing drugs. All six of those guys went all out. It had a ton of great spots. It was a three-on-three -three match. One team consisted of the Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black and Ricochet, versus the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, the uh, North American champion, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole, Bebe. Adam Cole had the craziest spot in the entire match. He hit a Panama sunrise off the ropes. It was effing epic. If you didn't see it, go watch the match, run and watch the match and see the Panama playboy hit the Panama sunrise. There's really nobody better in the game right now than Adam Cole. Bam, bam. The Velveteen Dream's up there too. Another bad spot, I mean, another awesome spot is when all six of them, after they were all beat up in different spots outside the ring, in the ring, all got inside the ring and they just stared at each other for a second and then they started beating 
beating the living snot out of each other. I'm telling you, that Super Bowl halftime heat was amazing. NXT, as always, overshine the main roster like they always do. Uh, the man, Becky Lynch, has been all over Raw and SmackDown this week again. They are milking her story that she has a bad knee, that she's hurt. Now, if you watched the Royal Rumble like we all did... You know what's at work. She got fake injured in a match with Asuka. Later when she came out, she was lying outside on a ring mat by the barrier. She was holding the wrong knee. The referee had to remind her it was the other knee. So she's sitting there holding her right knee, for example. It's really her left. He whispers to her in the ear. Then she starts holding her leftly and plays it off. So you know there's nothing wrong with her knee. Yet WWE, instead of just changing the story around, they're going to be lazy with the writers and keep acting like her, her knee's hurt. So as I announced that... uh. Stephanie McMahon did announce her on Raw. She invited her on Raw. She told her, how's your knee, blah, 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 and that she cannot wrestle until she has a doctor check her out. Becky Lynch is refusing to be seen by a doctor and be cleared, so she attacked Stephanie. She beat the crap out of her. Then on SmackDown the next night, she was there, and she would go to Triple H. Triple H is leaving the ring after he was going to leave her go. She told him he, she wasn't going to get her knee checked out either by medical, and then she has pretty much said, how's your wife, this and that, and got him in the ring. It was insane. So the man sitting there tearing up the authority won't get her knee checked, and she got suspended, actually, which is fake also. They wanted to rest up for me. Uh, like I said, they won't let her wrestle until the doctor looks at it, even though it's a work. Another real injury, though, was Seth Rollins. They said it's not serious. He's having back issues. So they're going to limit him showing up on TV and no house shows for a while so he can rest up for Mania. Thank God, man, it wasn't that serious and he lost his shot at Mania because he went through that knee injury. He fought his way back. And when he cashed the money bank at Mania, it's still one of the best moments ever. Seth deserves it, man. So let him get his rest. Let him do what he has to do. And let him take that belt off of Brocket Mania and shine like he needs to. Uh, what you call him? I was going to say. Uh, Seth was one of the best ever, like I said. Now, the women's tag team champs will be crowned at the Elimination Chamber next Sunday. To me, I hope it is the Iconics. If not, I want it to be Sonya and Mandy. Uh, the Iconics are really awesome, and they do great promos, and they've came really far since NXT. I think they deserve the belts. But Mandy Rose, man, people think she's just hot and all that. She backs it up, and she's in crazy physical shape, and she can kick some butt. She's strong as heck. And Sonya Deville is just amazing. I'm in love with her. She, I don't play for her team, so, you know, maybe in a different li next lifetime, Sonya. But definitely, the Elimination Chamber, male and female, Next Sunday is going to be amazing, but that female championship tag team match, the Unknown Crown, is going to be great, too. Uh, lastly, a fan made and released an amazing pick of John Cena as Striker from Mortal Kombat. If you ever played Mortal Kombat 3, there was a character named Striker. He was a cop. He looked cheesy. People said his moves were cheesy, but if you know how to use him, Striker is vicious. I'll take your head off with Striker, but you've got to see this fan made art. He looks awesome awesome as striker dan boone actually seen it on twitter he's the creator of mortal kombat and he loved it he would love to use it maybe as dlc in the game or dlc in a movie which is crazy uh wrestlemania access tickets went on sale wednesday february 6th they are doing it at the brooklyn 12 pier uh from this august i mean this april they're doing it from monday april all right, sorry about that, peeps. As always, a piece of paper was missing. I don't know how that happens. I'm sitting here going through my script because I want to give you all the right info. And I could see the part I'm coming up to. There is no rest to it, which I know I did type out.
So back to WrestleMania access and WrestleMania week. As I always said, I'm going to be there with my daughter. It's going to be epic. We're going to be hitting up everything with crazy footage. If you're out there, come up and say hi. I'm going to have my business cards, my cameras, and all that. But WrestleMania access tickets went on pre-sale Wednesday, February 6th. They are doing it at the Brooklyn Pier 12 this year. Uh, there's from Thursday, April 4th until Monday, April 8th. Tickets go on sale to the public tomorrow, Friday, April the 8th. Uh, WrestleCon also is selling tickets to their two-day event. So going there this year, we're going there this year. They have over 200 stars at WrestleCon. It's going to be ridiculous. Some of them are Sammy Callahan, who's my second favorite besides Dolph Ziggler, Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Brian Pillman, uh, excuse me, Brian Pillman Jr., of course, John Morrison, Buff Bagwell, and so many more. Caitlin used to be in WWE. Like, everybody's going to be there. I'm going there. I'm going to try having Sammy uh, Callahan cut a promo for my show and maybe some others, but definitely get pictures, try getting whatever I can. It's going to be ridiculous. Plus, they have live events going on, like a pancake breakfast with wrestlers, like pancakes and pile drivers, and then you get into the uh, Comic Con, I mean, the convention for free. Listen to me. And then also, Joey Ryan is doing a penis party wrestling event. So they're having a wrestling show too. The week is going to be awesome. We will be at Mania, of course, uh, WrestleCom, WWE Access, the Ring of Honor slash New Japan Super Show at the Garden the night before Mania. And I can't wait to meet Callahan again. Last time I met him in August, he was so super cool. I'm hoping AEW will do, I mean, I'm hoping AEW is going to do a show there, seriously, because they got to. Uh, also too, the Bullet Club Block Party is going to be before WrestleMania in Jersey. So we're going to be there also. I'm going to have great footage and all that. Well, peeps, sorry for the mess up at the end. You know what I mean? I'm still starting this. I got people who do podcasts. They always say, should I record it? Yada, yada. They're like, nah, you got to do podcasts. It's got to be natural. So I hope that you feel it and you're with me. Uh, we will be back, not even next week. I'm going to be doing shows as much as I can. Like I said, I'm doing them more now. You know what I mean? So definitely, if you usually want all WWE news, you got to check out my boy, Two Two. Uh, he does Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe. Uh, they're on this podcast channel also, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Breaker, what have you. They got old videos on YouTube. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Definitely, please come and join our groups. Nobody's been joining. We have members, but I don't see anybody else from these podcasts or YouTube videos. Come join the WFW fan group. And then, of course, AEW Insider. We got an amazing group on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. So definitely, if you have any questions or you want to hear anything on the shows, you can ask me. I'm on YouTube also. It's on the AEW Insider. And then, of course, these podcasts on Anchor. Breaker, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, what have you. And we just got an email that this podcast, this, uh, excuse me, podcasting host Anchor just merged pretty much or have a deal with Spotify. So it's going to be all over even more. We're going to have a bunch of new options to edit, what have you. It's going to be good. So definitely, please like, subscribe, share, come check us out on all our platforms. It's the AEW Insider. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and I'll be back very, very soon. Like I said, if you don't let me down, which you have not, I won't let you down. I will see you soon, peeps. Ciao.